Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another lovely episode of Last Call Lambo. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Alice. With me, as always, Monty Moore. We didn't have a shot bet last week. We did so not. We no shot to open the episode. Um, with us tonight, we have a very special guest, um, friend of network, if, if you can even <laughs> save that technically. Um, Game on Wisconsin's own, Dan Kotnick. Hello, everybody. I just feel I every time I hear that intro, it feels like I'm listening to an NPR podcast. Like, <laughs> Hello, everyone. Today we're discussing the latest uh, Gore Vidal book about. Uh, yeah, no, we're way more intellectual than that. Yeah, Bullshit. totally. We are we are highbrow <laughs> over here. <laughs> well, welcome to no, the show. No, thank you for having me. Is this the first time I've been on? Uh, I, I don't. I'm trying to. Is I, it? I, I know. I know. I went. I came on. Um, I feel like you have before. I'm been on watching stuff. Yes, and Brandon off topic, and watching stuff a couple times. And watching I don't think stuff. you've been on here. Yet. I don't know if I've ever been on Last Call yeah. Lambo. Yeah. Well, Thanks. welcome. Yeah. I am very happy to be here. Yeah. Welcome to the shit show. We get to discuss defensive coordinators for the second day in a row. Right. Yeah. How fun is that, Monty? <laughs> that was just the biggest like kind of podcast <laughs> kicking the balls. Yeah. Yesterday. So we. Yeah, yesterday we were for Packaday. We were uh, Dan, Camille, and I were assigned to talk uh, Zach Orr. Um, so we did like a, <laughs> we did an entire deep dive. Did an Why entire would you be talking about the Ravens DC? <laughs> right. <laughs> and we record like a forty-minute show, and then I jump on Twitter when we're done, and I'm like, guys, they hired somebody while we were recording. Brutal. <laughs> I thought I thought you were I thought you were like bullshitting us. I thought you were going to be like, oh, they hired a new strength and conditioning coach. Hardy, hard, hard. I was like, wait, what? And then you were, and then you were probably like, well, wait, did they hire Zach Orr? Because that would have been perfect. No, it was some other guy we've never heard of before. Nobody had ever fucking heard of. And if you heard of him, you're a fucking liar. Um, (laughs) Well, okay, I I've heard of him before as an Ohio State fan. I am somewhat familiar with the name if you've heard of him uh, connected to the Packers, but, but never to the no you're I, a liar I, yeah after he left ohio yeah. state i assumed he fell off the cliff <laughs> all right well we're wise we're wise um if you're new to the show we build a drink we start with oh god i have a hair in my mouth i'm sorry um <laughs> we don't build a drink with that on the show <laughs> <laughs> um we start with the booze uh and that's the most important news of the week. Head into the mixer, which is also kind of important. Then when we get to the garnish, we're nice and toasty by then. And it's just oh. a stupid, pointless, wonderful, chaotic segment about nothing important. Um, and this week, uh, in honor of Boston College's own um, coach moving over to D.C., um, we are going to, and we'll get into that later, but we're going to, be having a Boston themed drinking roll. So any Boston, a Boston tea party. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Boston themed words, phrases, accents, whatever the fuck we want to do. So um have at it. Um on that note, what is everybody drinking? Um, I am starting with the champagne of beers. Oh having high life because I'm celebrating the fact that the Packers hired new defensive coordinator but once that's gone uh once this one's done i've got um some uh a little scotch that i had left over nice um dan uh well tonight was taco night at the cotton 
household, Casa de Katnik, as I call it. Um, so I am having, I'm starting off with a Jose Cuervo strawberry margarita. And when that's done, I'm going to top it off with another Tacos. Jose Cuervo oh. strawberry margarita. A taco margarita. A taco margarita. Hell yeah. Actually, that actually sounds terrible. I hope no one ever makes that. Um. I am actually drinking a Ward 8, which is like a Boston cocktail. It's got um, whiskey, two ounces of whiskey, an ounce of orange juice, an ounce of um, lemon juice. And then, a well, I don't have grenadine, so I just mix like Luxardo cherry juice into it. Like oh, that's better anyway. Syrup. Yeah, the syrup from it. And then yeah. Yeah, shook it all up. And That sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's I really ask, so it's when we were great. thinking, when we were talking about drinks and and stuff, you guys got me thinking. Have you ever had a Boston cooler? Uh, I this have sounds, not. This sounds like a sex move or something that you're about to <laughs> something like horrible. <laughs> uh, I just looked it up though. That's weird as hell. Cooler and it's like it's a pulls your finger and you just like, it's weird your pants or something. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's ginger ale and ice cream. Specifically, it's so it's actually a Detroit thing. It's a ver like it's supposed to be with Verner's ginger oh, ale. Oh, Ver Verner's is good ginger Verner's ale sweet. and ice cream. I used to work I had like part time at like this little ice cream place in Detroit, and everyone always wanted a Boston cooler. They're like, oh, Verner's no is way. really good. Boston cooler. Verner's, I Verner's is the one ginger ale I can. I'm not usually a ginger ale fan. It, it's very that was, ginger forward. Yes, almost yes, ginger beery. So, um, so I guess it's just like a yeah, it's just like a it's just it's a root beer float, float with ginger. It's root beer yeah. float with ginger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never had that. I'd try it. Why not? Um, it's right, you guys. You guys keep going. I'm gonna go to the store. I'll be back. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's um, before we jump into the booze, which I know everyone really wants to hear our thoughts on this new um, DC. Let's look backward as we always do. Um, the Super Bowl is set. Um, so if you want to describe championship weekend in one word, one phrase, one whatever, how would you describe it? Monty, you want to go first? Um, is this is, – so are we giving one for each game or just the weekend total? Just the weekend, and if okay. you have extra thoughts, kind of add it. Um, the weekend total for me is meh because – I I'm as like as people listening, if you know me, like I am a Chiefs fan. I like Patrick Mahomes, but I'm a bigger Ravens fan. I love Lamar Jackson. I felt like that was it's. I mean, everyone else also thought like it's the Ravens' time, right? They're they were the best team all year. They had their they finally had a championship game at home, and they just didn't play very well. Like it was very disappointing. Um, but on the other end, I was I was rooting against the lions i'm not gonna say i was rooting for san francisco but mm -hmm. i was certainly rooting against the lions because i know there was that discourse all week right people were saying like don't tell people who to root for which uh, i believe that like you can root for whoever you want um but my um my logic was we're used to the 49ers being good we're used to them beating us we're used to them being a good team it was kind of just more of the same even though it sucked like I didn't want a team in our division getting to a Super Bowl more recently than we have in the oh, past 15 years. 100%. That like, is exactly how I feel. Yeah, I was like, I don't want the Lions making the Super Bowl and the Packers haven't been there in, since 2010. I was like, right. The, the, that I, I prefer us being the most recent team out of our division to make a Super Bowl. So 
yeah, I was I'm, I was happy the Lions lost. It actually worked out perfectly because it was hilarious watching the 49ers get blown out. And then it was even funnier watching the Lions <laughs> blow that and live right. the best of both worlds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We got to see, yeah, the low of both teams. And um, yeah. So I got yeah. one outcome I wanted and one I didn't. So yeah. Man. Yeah. I my feeling is just boring while the games weren't necessarily boring, particularly like the Lions 49ers game. I feel the same way. Like it we just saw this matchup a few years ago. Yeah. I don't want to fucking watch it again. Like and I fucking hate the 49ers, but I'm with <laughs> you on the situation. Like, and and like I said, I've I've been kind of I'm sick of the chiefs at this point. Um, especially the way Mahomes has been behaving like that's that weird ass, like situation with the refs of like that behavior. I'm just like, I'm just tired of this. I'm tired of seeing this. I'm like, I, I said to my boyfriend today, like I saw him in another fucking commercial. I'm like, has Mahomes ever said no to a goddamn con- <laughs> like sponsorship? Cause I see he's everywhere yeah. right now. And same with Travis Kelsey. And I'm like, okay, I'm just tired of it. I wanted some fresh blood but not fresh enough that I want anybody in our division in that fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, that fuck, fuck that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Hell no. With you. Dan? Uh, I enjoyed the shit out of conference championship <laughs> weekend. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know if it's uh, if it's Stockholm Syndrome, uh, if it's that I have just started listening like regularly to the New Heights podcast this mm-hmm. season – but I really enjoy watching the Chiefs play football. I think we talked about this yesterday, Monty. Me too. Um, is like, I feel so much different watching this uh, dynasty than I did like the Patriots. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to, I, I feel like I don't have to hate this team. Like, I can actually, like, right. I would, I would love the Packers to go into a Super Bowl and beat the chiefs and be one of the teams that beats the chiefs and, uh, and among this Patrick Mahomes rivalry or uh dynasty, I should say. Um, but it, 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 it's fun. It's fine. It's like this freeing feeling to like appreciate this dynasty without having to hate, uh, hate the guy that's a part of it. And I think, yeah, shout out to the Travis Kelsey, the Kelsey brothers, because mm-hmm. they are a huge part of that. And uh, like you mentioned, they're like, annoyingly likable. Like they, I'm like I should not like them and I don't okay, want to like them but you know, I really do like them. You know why? You know why they're likable, Aaron? I realized this uh on Lombardi's bar last night. They're from Cleveland Heights. Taylor Swift is from Pennsylvania. They are white trash fun. They are Midwest <laughs> white trash fun. And so I relate very heavily to the whole Kelsey family. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, yeah, they're, it's just, it's a hell of a lot of fun to watch them. And I, I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, I, like I said, I'm, I'm glad to be able to sit back and watch them and enjoy them on the flip yeah, side. Cause, be, Cause before yeah. it was like when the Patriots are doing their thing, they were just like, it's just mass holes, right? Like you just, right. you're mad Fuck at yeah. them. Fuck they're yeah. too good. <laughs> God damn it. Damn, that one flew right over my head. I was like, yeah, fuck Boston. Yeah. <laughs> flew right over Fenway. But and that's yeah. <laughs> or the big green you, monster without a big one. I'm not saying, a baseball are, person. So. Are you saying Dan's head is as big as Fenway Park? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I'm not not saying that. No, um, I don't know if I made that reference correctly. I don't watch baseball, it, so 
I mean, it, look, I have I'm a very, drink, so you, it works. I have I a very love Fenway, hate, so make it. I have a very love hate relationship with with Boston sports teams because I am a huge Bruins and Celtics fan, um, but the Sox and the Patriots can go fall off a cliff for all I care. <laughs> um, but the real highlight for me from Conference Championship Weekend was that Lions game because I do reside in the Metro Detroit area. And as a Packer fan and an Ohio State fan, this season has been particularly rough for me yeah, yeah, living sure. in Southeast Michigan mm-hmm. um, because I I still my my wife gives me crap for this all the time, but I still send my son to school with Ohio State sweatpants and a Packer shirt, and she's like, "Are you trying to get him beat up?" Like he's, <laughs> he's two. No one's going to beat him up. We're just letting him know early on what he's going to have to deal with. Uh, but I did not want to live in a world where the Michigan Wolverines were national champions and the Detroit Lions make a Super Bowl. I'm not yeah. a strong enough, I'm strong, <laughs> I'm not a strong enough person uh, to go through that. And when they were when they were up 24-7, I'm like, fuck. Like I'm gonna have to like I'm gonna have to really actively root against this team in the Super Bowl. And then they reverted back to the same old Lions, SOL. And it was it was a it was a beautiful, a beautiful exercise in pissing down your leg on a national. I, I mean, that's that is literally how the Lions must have felt watching Packers in 2014, right? right? I mean, right. they blew a bigger lead. Yeah. Um, or honestly, the week prior. <laughs> Like, I mean, they were up 17. The Packers were only up 16 at one point against the Seahawks. But I mean, literally, that's exactly how they felt. Like, the they, and that's why I thought it was funny because it was like they weren't rooting for the Packers to win in 2014. So it was like, I got to root for them to win now. Like, screw that. They have never rooted for the fucking Packers. I'm not rooting for them to win. But I mean, the best part about this is I can actually finally listen to radio in Detroit again. Oh. Because even on the like alt rock station or the um, oh yeah, that's the biggest thing throwback, going. The throwback R and B, it's like oh right, like that was that was Sierra with one two step. <laughs> By the way, shout out again to the Michigan Wolverines for being nothing. Like, I'm trying to like I'm not like I actively avoided listening to the sports talk station for like a month. Yeah, and guys, it was therapeutic on Monday to tune in and listen to Lions fans absolutely implode. The takeaway that I wanted to give to Packers Nation from behind enemy lines is there is a small consensus of Lions fans that believe full on they would have won the game Sunday and would be in a Super Bowl if they had traded for Justin Fields. What? What? Oh, my what? Sweet because guys, Jesus. on that fourth and two, Jared Goff oh, could run for it. Uh, I think you just ran. Fields, and Justin Fields is a guy that can run for it. Hey, but how about all the other passes that he completed? That oh, would Aaron, not have that happened with Justin Fields. That doesn't matter. That doesn't they would matter. never. They would never have made it to that game. Right. Are they going to trade for him in the game? <laughs> <laughs> Sub him in. Hey, at, at halftime, at halftime, we made a deal. Uh, Justin's Justin's going to start the second half. Uh, they were talking 
Hendon Hooker coming in. Oh and my god, over. gang! It was it was it, really it, fun. It was really Goff fun. didn't even play poorly. It wasn't he wasn't bad. Like, no, no. no, he wasn't. <laughs> no, I like like we've talked about it where a lot of people don't believe in momentum, but that like going for it on fourth down was the momentum that San Francisco needed. The same shit happened against the Packers yeah. where they gave them momentum. And then suddenly they like, cause you saw the same, it was literally the same play out of that game. Just the lions got up by a bigger lead because they were able to actually put points on the board. Yep. Um, For the Packers, the, it was the missed field goal. Right. Right. And then the, the fourth down stop, like all of yep. those things that, like Brock Purdy, like this past week and in the Packers game, was not on his game, was not like was really clearly flustered, was throwing picks against the Lions. They were able to pick him off um, with f- playing the same kind of game. And then they gave him just enough momentum for him to suddenly snap out of it and lead the offense down. Yeah, on drives to win the game. Like yeah, that's they, exactly what happened against the Packers. They brew into their own chances in the game. For sure. What? <laughs> they brew into their own chance. Like ruin. Brew? <laughs> yeah, oh, brew. Like... <laughs> oh, I thought you let like brew like beer. I'm like, what what is this? The fucking Milwaukee? Bullshit. <laughs> so I will I will just say to Lions fans, as somebody who has experienced this sort of loss before, it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not it's not your fault. It's not your fault, gang. That's it's a Matt Damon reference, isn't it? So yeah, that, Google right? hunting reference. That is. <laughs> that was good. That was very well done. I was waiting for that one. I was really, I was playing on that one. <laughs> All right. So let's hop into the booze. The big news of the week. The Packers have found their defensive coordinator. Woo! Woo. Um, they have hired uh, Jeff Halfley. I think his name is Halfley. Halfley. Yep. Halfley. Um, like we all predicted. Um, don't <laughs> fact check that. We definitely said it on the show weeks ago, but um, don't fact check that. Just trust us. Um, the Boston College head coach um, has played or has coached a little bit for um, Ohio State. Also coached a little bit under Shanahan. Um, under Vance Joseph, I think. Yeah, and mm-hmm. worked with um, Matt LaFleur's brother a little bit. Also worked with Adam Senovich. Yeah pieces so Mike Patton for a hot minute Patton. <laughs> Patton. so very like he's 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 not new um I know people were thinking I think they were going to get someone a little bit with actually not experience calling a defense or even a team like oh, head coach of an actual team which I think is actually really exciting um because I was a little nervous at first because there were a lot of people saying oh they're really like re- he's really good buddies with Matt LaFleur and I was like Okay, well, the last guy was buddies with Matt LaFleur, and look what happened. But then you read more about this guy, and it seems like a really exciting hire. Yeah, I mean, basically... I'm cautiously optimistic. Basically, like, their overlap is as little as you can get in a league where everyone knows each other. Like, <laughs> Right. And, and, and the, way I, the way I, like, worded it when I, I tweeted something last night was... So Malafleur got involved in the offense, got, excuse me, in the defense, and we knew that was like the nail in Barry's coffin because he doesn't want to have to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So we all get excited for like these Ravens coordinators because they're from like the best defense in the league. Like obviously, yeah, you want to like steal some from that staff. 
those guys had never called plays before. Mm-hmm. So what Matt wants to do, which is here, you take the defense. I trust you with it. You make it work. Like you be the head coach of the defense. If someone's never called plays or anything, you can't really do that with them. Like they, they don't have experience. You are going to kind of have to hold their hand a little bit. So mm-hmm. this is like that perfect mix. He's, he's, he's not, right. he's not as young as the, the, you know, the 30, 32, 33 year old guys that people were excited about, but he's 44. He's still a young coach and he has that experience of he's really good with DBs. That's like his, apparently that's like that from what I've read and like what everyone's saying, that's his like um, expertise, which is perfect. Um, But yeah, so now you have a guy that he can be the head coach of the defense because he's been both the defensive coordinator and a head coach. Like he knows what kind of stuff the head coach doesn't want to have to deal with. Because right. he's got experience doing that. He's like, when I he can be like, when I was the coach, what did I want my coordinators to do so I can just like be hands off? And now he can do that for for this team. Yeah. And it's the thing is like defensive coordinator is not just here's what plays we're gonna call. Okay, go run them. Like that mm-hmm. that's not like that. There's you have you're basically in charge, like pseudo in charge of the the linebackers coach, the you know, the DB's coach, the defensive line coach, the pass game coordinator, like you've got all these guys under you who are looking to you to tell them how to handle their position groups. Where do our guys need to be? What do we need to be learning? And to have a guy like that come in, who is basically, he he's, you're basically hiring him to be your defensive head coach. It, like it, it's not even just defensive coordinator. Like I, like I am the head coach. I take care of the offense. I need you to be the head coach of the defense. Just yeah. go over there, right. take care of your little fiefdom, and and kick ass. Like that. That's all you need to do. Um, and so, yeah, I and like I said, I saw a little bit of him uh, in 2019 with Ohio State. That team was amazing. Uh, arguably, they should have won a national championship. Um, they were loaded with talent on defense, but like people want to point to that and say like, well, that was, you know, he had such success with Ohio state. Like he, look at all the, all the talent he had on the defense. Look at the talent we have on this defense that is completely untapped and flip. When you take the defensive talent from that Ohio state team and they go to the NFL away from the Halfley system, they weren't good. They weren't very good. Chase Young is the best one out of all of them. Jeff Akuda flamed out of Detroit. He couldn't hang in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Akuda was like he was like the third pick. He was the third and, pick. It went Chase Young, Jeff Akuda. Yeah, and he's been bad in the NFL. Yeah. And like da- Damon Arnett was on that team. Damon Arnett. And he was great in Ohio State. Hasn't really been much in the NFL. So that's a great sign that they played their best under him. Yeah. And Clearly weren't so as good as you, he made them hope, look. You hope that he can take this underperforming talent here, completely flip the script and and just unlock whatever's yeah, I mean, going the, on. I, I mean, you're an, you're an Ohio State fan. Like, has their defense been anything close to that since he's left? No. Yeah, like it, no. from what I no, from what I've been reading, and they've, they've been had like chasing that. Yeah, yeah, and and there's been talent on that team. It's it hasn't been Chase Young, Damon Arnett, but but there are still the this past year the. I, I would say the first time that we really got anything close was um, two years ago, and I'm completely blanking on 
his name, the defensive coordinator, he came from Oklahoma State. That was the first time I was like, oh, this reminds me of that those teams, yeah. like those those defenses where it was ball hawks, it was like it was get up in your face. That's what I'm hoping we see here. And I and it, like it really I don't know if it's just because it's an Ohio State guy or whatever, but it's like I'm I, I am now like on board with give this guy whatever he wants. If he wants to pick whatever defensive player in the first round, he says that's my guy that's gonna help do all of this. I say free reign. Like like I I, I trust I'm I'm putting my chips all into the middle table on Jeff Halfley. Halfley. Yeah, I, I, I think um, that is the. I mean, I'm, I'm more than like cautiously optimistic. Like, I'm legitimately excited because of everything that I again, like, I didn't know anything about him until, and everything I've learned, I've learned in the last twenty four to thirty six hours from people a lot smarter than me. Like, mm-hmm. um, but. Uh, the what I see is basically the constants are he loves being aggressive. So literally the anti Joe Barry from what we've seen, like he loves mm-hmm. playing press coverage and that doesn't mean that he plays it all the time. Like he does still play zone, but he likes to have his corners be aggressive and get up in guys faces. And again, like we know that's how Jair likes to play. It certainly seems like that's how Carrington Valentine likes to play. Yeah. Like, that that is that's going to be very refreshing both from a player standpoint and us watching the games because i think if if you could sum up what most people were annoyed about or frustrated with joe barry it was i'm tired of third and six seven eight teams are always getting seven eight and nine yards like Mm -hmm. it's just it's almost like a given and it's too easy i mean we're gonna be annoyed and frustrated the first time that they're playing an aggressive and Jair gets beat right for a 60 yard touchdown. But there's something to be said for like, if, if that happens, it's at least the quarterback and the wide receiver made a good play. Right. Right. Like, yes, it's frustrating that Jair gave the play up and that they scored, but they made a play. It's not like these, they're catching the ball 20 yards downfield with nobody around him, like because Devondre Campbell's trying to cover Chris Godwin. Like it's just right. It it's not like it's, it's not like your cap play. Literally the last drive of the fucking 49ers game. Yes. Where they all game had been aggressive. They had been blitzing a little bit more, which you know that was because Matt LaFleur started getting involved. Yep. And all of a sudden they revert back to everything and stop blitzing and play soft zone defense. And they drain the clock their way. Yeah. Draining the clock. It's like, I would have rather had one giant touchdown right. given up at that you point get the ball back in 30 seconds. Three minutes left. Of, yeah. yeah. Instead of like a four minute fucking drive. Like, and I'm so tired of seeing how predictable it gets. Yeah. Um. Because, like, again, it gets close to the end of the game, and like, ever you know, Jordan Love made a horrible interception, but it should not have fucking come down to that. Like, it should not have been like 40 seconds left on the clock and him having to make a play. Right. Um. But what is promising is Ben Fennell has a really good thread that he um tweeted about eight hours ago. Mm-hmm. Um. Kind of about comparing. Um, Joe Barry versus Halfley's Boston College yeah. defense last year. And it's really interesting. Man coverage, the Packers played 32% uh, on third down. Um, and Boston College played man coverage on third down 63%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's the second highest 
out of 133 teams. It's um, it's going it's going to be jarring watching them play this style of defense because it, yeah. it's just completely different than we've seen since probably what like when Al Harris and Woodson were the corners because they played a lot of like man coverage back then. Like it's been a long, long time. Right. Like and like Aaron said, like we're just tired of seeing teams dink and dunk in their way down the field. Um, you guys, you guys missed that one. What did you oh, say? Damn. I said dink and dunk. And I literally yeah. fucking said dinking or dunking down the field. <laughs> I, know, I was like, how did you not? I know. And I didn't even put that together. God damn. Um, but the, and, and that's the thing is now they will, people talk about, okay, well, are they going to play a three, four or four, three, uh, we'll get back to this later because we're going to cover this in the mixer. But even Goody admitted today, like in the modern NFL, your base is pretty much nickel. Like you're playing right. so much sub package. You're not trotting out there in your base defense all that often. Now, now there is something to be said for like what Dan just said, like whatever he needs to make it work, like you give it to him in the draft. Like th- they already needed a safety or two probably. Yeah, they right. definitely like absolutely need a safety or two now because if you're playing a lot of that man coverage, like you're in single high, right? So you've got one safety in the middle of the field. Um, there isn't a guy, I think, on the team right now that you're like, oh, yeah, that could be him. Like they right. don't have that. Like they've got the safeties that are theoretically supposed to work in the old defense, which is like you, you know, you split safety, you keep them, you keep them back to not let things go over the top. Like, so right. that that is that makes draft season and the draft itself way more fascinating than it already was with I mean with I think knowing I, that we don't have to deal with any fucking quarterback fucking drama yeah. this year for the Wait, first from time who? in like three years. From I, who? I, I'm not fucking saying it. <laughs> <laughs> like, but and that's the other thing too, right? Is we're very spoiled now. Like we we don't expect that this draft is going to hit like the last two. Cause that would be like historic because they've right. been so good. But I mean, I don't know that there's a fan, a reasonable fan out there at this point that doesn't trust what Goody is doing in the draft. And now he's got five top 90 picks. I would be shocked if all those get used in the top 90. Like I feel like they're going to move around a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's awesome to be in this spot where you already have some really good talent. You feel like this new guy can unlock. And you have enough ammo where you feel like you can get what he doesn't have. And like, some salary cap to go get somebody else. Yeah. Too. Like, like they're and, in, and we'll talk about that because Goody did talk about that a little bit, but yeah, they're in just like a fantastic spot. And like, there's, mm. and I think the overwhelming sentiment was like, no one was really mad at the hire. A lot of people were just either like taken aback confused or like i don't know who this is so right but i mean there's people coming out like we've like richard sherman talked about him uh like you said ben fennel talked about him um Uh, gallic was yeah my goal jr he had great gallic yeah he he was that was that was that a boston is how you say that was was like the boston accent um yeah like he was like super excited about yeah, he used playing. he used the term chaos at the line of scrimmage yeah. which is and we know mike golick jr never gets excited about anything never. yeah he's a very <laughs> notoriously calm individual yeah. Yeah. like when i when i heard that term i'm like 
Uh, yes, please. Love like it. we, yeah. This defense hasn't caused chaos anywhere. Like right. it's just it's just been very reactionary. Except like except for in the hearts and minds of <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it hasn't caused chaos for the opponent. Like it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's the fan base just for themselves. Well, and and something else notable is um Tom Silverstein. You know who, by the way, did not break this news, but um, <laughs> not saying for any reason. But um, he, his source, did come come through later and say that um, Lafleur has told assistant coaches on the defense to um, go ahead and explore other options. Um, yeah, and confirmed that Lafleur intentionally, because I think this is something we weren't sure of who kept Petten's staff. Um, was it Lafleur or did Joe Barry make that decision? And I think we all kind of figured it was Lafleur, but we also don't trust in Joe Barry. So Joe Barry might have just come <laughs> in and been like, I don't care, whoever. Fuck it. <laughs> right. But it sounds like Halfley is going to have free reign over the hires um, with Lafleur's um, input, which was something Joe Barry was never given. And I think that that, that is very interesting to me. And I prefer that because. Oh, Absolutely. After what happened, I mean, especially when you talk about the secondary and the lack of communication that they were having, the major issues of just who was covering who and when and who was switching coverage, it got really, like, throughout the entire year. Like, that was up until even the 49ers game that I didn't know who was, like, they they seemed lost at times. So I think this is going to be good because there's going to be, he's going to have his staff, which is hopefully going to be people that, like him, he can communicate with. Um, and that is, I think also very, very exciting. Um, and it sounds like he is also obsessed with watching film, which is (laughs) really, I love to hear because that was one of the things that always stood out about Russell Douglas is he, and he's a big analytics guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, that he like reached out when he got, I think the Boston college job or something, he reached out to some like stats guys to be like, help me out. Um, so, and LaFleur did the same thing. So it it seems like he he's on the same page with Lafleur, and so hopefully this is like Lafleur. That's defensive twist, and and that's the thing is like, it it makes a lot of sense, right? He he said like I love coaching defense, like, and I love the preparation and the development side. Like he re- he truly does love that side of it. And when you go be the head coach, especially now in college, like it's not just about being the coach. Like now you have to recruit, and right. you have to. Rec- you have to recruit people to come to your school and then you have to recruit them to stay. So they don't go Mm -hmm. anywhere else. Like you are doing so much more than what your passion is, which is just, I like coaching defense. And I think it's kind of going to start to be a trend. Like, right. It's just, it's just going to be really hard for coach, like for these coaches to, to keep the same group together. But like on top of that, the, the big, the big thing for me is, I didn't uh, I didn't like that move when Joe Barry first got hired, which was just we're gonna keep all the assistants. But I somewhat understood it because like if Matt wanted some form of um consistency and continuity, mm-hmm. he's like, I mean, he obviously really trusts Joe Barry, like they were very close. Like he's probably like, I really trust this guy to run the defense. I trust him to make it work with what's here. Um, I'm dealing with a lot of other things. I'm still a newer coach at this point, mm-hmm. but now like he's been here for a few years. This is his team. It's his, right. like his QB is in place. He's the leader. He's like, 
now I'm, I'm sure he feels more comfortable being like, I will delegate everything about this to you. Like you go ahead, hire who you need to. And again, right. like, like you said, Aaron, like he's going to have input. He's not going to like, right. Happily, he's not going to hire someone Matt doesn't want. Like it's, right. he's going to have that input. So right. I think he's that's not, great. He's not... <laughs> <laughs> no, now you have to, cause I don't know. I don't I even know. He's not going to go out there and hire Marky Mark and the funky bunch or whatever they're called. <laughs> That was I, you should have rolled it. That's good. I'll drink for that. Say it without laughing. So you're saying this? You're saying this defensive staff will give some good vibrations. That's a good one. See, saying. that's a good one. That's better than what I said. I mean, what I really like is that, and Andy Herman kind of touched on this a little bit. Is that it's different? It's mm. it's a different philosophy. It's a different way of setting things up. I know about Jeff Halfley what I know, and that's not a lot, you know, and and none of us really know exactly what he's going to bring, how he's yeah. going to turn out as a as a defensive coordinator. But at least with this, it's not the same thing that yes. he's done the previous two times. It's, it's a big, it's, it's a, a big swing. swing. Yes. It's a big swing, and to yeah. me, it's it's signals. <laughs> it's the fuck. It's a, it's a Babe Ruth. It's, level swing. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's more New York. Uh, uh, that's true. Who the hell plays? Who has ever played for the Red Sox? I don't even fucking know. That's like a big poppy swing. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah David no, Ortiz. I, do, I have heard of that guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it was shit. Was it you? I listened to so many. I listened to so many pot, Packer podcasts today, which is a little out of the ordinary. Usually, I sprinkle it in, but it was like straight Packers today. So I kind of ran together. But I think it might have been dusty on you guys on because I, I listened to your show again today to get ready for today. Um, but, but regardless Why? of who it was, <laughs> <laughs> regardless of who it was, it was it was that it signals that Matt and Brian understand that the window opens now mm-hmm. and we need to take advantage of it now. Yeah, they're not wasting any time. Right. You can't tiptoe into it you can't wade in like the duck boats on the boston road you know, <laughs> is that a double because of the way you said boston boston <laughs> well on i only talk note. i only talk like that between april and july <laughs> when, the Bruin, when the bruins and celtics are in the playoffs <laughs> all right well on that note let's since we're talking about goot um Let's let's talk about his presser today. I kind of when I heard he he had a presser, I was kind of thinking I was like, I wonder if they're going to make a decision before that, mm-hmm. just because like I don't think he would have wanted to take questions on that unless they had found their guy. So when it when it was released that he was having a press conference, I was like, I think they might have found their guy. But um, he had a presser today, and it was kind of nice. Like it was, um, for the most part, really positive from what everything that I heard. He's um, in a way better mood. He's loving. Oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's loving is, it. He is feeling like that fucking versus dude. the trade yeah. deadline. Yeah, yeah. Oh like, yeah, he is. He's oh, on yeah. cloud nine right now. Right. Um. <laughs> he 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 said some things. Um. Number one was uh. Hang on. Sorry. <laughs> Good thing you muted. You'd have to drink. I know. I would have had to drink. Um, <laughs> but he he said that uh, he a hundred percent expects Aaron Jones is on this team next year. Which I mean, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. 
whatever his contract is, whatever that cap is, it is yeah. just fucking give it to him. Yeah, like, I don't care. He has earned care. every fucking penny, and he can. I believe he can. He said like he is incredibly valuable, like just not on the field, but like out off the field too. Like just which we all knew, not surprising. Jair is going to be on this team, which is so fucking weird that that's even a question because they've said that like there has been no inclination other than like some. Some people just trying to create something out of nothing. People like, overreacting. Uh, to uh, Rob posts. Uh, 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 um, just kind of like planting. I, what of, I what of, I really liked about that. What I relate about that is like we we Matt had to answer some of those questions. You know, the last couple of weeks of the season about Jair and Matt gave like the typical kind of coach speak where you're like, well, like maybe Brian came out and like emph- emphatically said, no, we're yeah. not, it's, right. we're not trading him. Um, I mean, you know, again, it's it's a politic thing. Like he could be talking out of the other side of his mouth, but to me, that's not, that's usually not what Brian does. Like Brian is very sick. He's pretty straight. Like compared compared to how he approached Jair versus how he approached David Bakhtiari, who is a quarterback in New York that is itching to get him there. Like that's who you would want to sort of play coy with. Uh, like, his you know, his right. answer, his answer right. on Bakhtiari was like a word salad. It was like, right. Right. Well, but to come out and just say like, no, Jair, we expect Jair to be a pillar of this team. We want him here. He's going to be someone we build around. That was really refreshing to hear. Right. Well, the other thing about Bakhtiari is I still think it's 50, 50. I genuinely think they're still trying to figure out what the hell's going on with his knee. Um, I don't think that that means like, so I think we should preface with that. I, or at least I am not insinuating that he is saying that Bakhtiari is not on this team this year. A lot of things need to happen. It's, this has been such a messy thing, but he's obviously planting the seed that like, I'm not committing to him being on this team. That next year. I, I think if he's, if he's not on the team, I don't think they're, I, I absolutely don't think like it's a trade like i cannot imagine they're going to get anything for him mm-hmm. unless um, again unless joe douglas wants to be stupid twice right. um uh, i i do I mean, yeah i feel like at this time it's like for a sixth <laughs> time in the last i like i feel like i feel like he's he will probably get cut but i think we said i've, I've said it before on this show like i mean if he wants to keep playing like no one is more familiar with his injury than the Packers are. Mm-hmm. No one has the ability to be as patient right. with if, if he's going to play or not than the Packers. And again, this is all predicated on his contract would have to get reworked. Like he's not coming right. back at, at his number. So yeah, I mean, at, at this point it's either, yeah, restructure and he's back. And then when he can play, he's still elite and that'd be awesome when he right. can go out there. But other than that, like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, it, it, they had they it's way more of an odd like a possibility that they cut him now than it was six weeks ago seven weeks ago because Rashid Walker just like became very good right the second mm-hmm. half of the season um right. yeah so, I mean I, I think what what we're saying is that this whole situation is about as clear as clam chowder uh, <laughs> chowder chowder, chowder. right Benji. The the way you say chowder makes me think of um Bobby Zumaris Zumarowski Zumarit from the kid from um Goofy movie. Chowder oh, baby. It's from the Simpsons. It's from the Simpsons. Simpsons. What? It's it's Mayor it's, Quimby's son. No, I know, but the way you said it made me I, think of the oh. way that, that the, the Bobby Zumarowski, Paul yeah. um Paulie Shore. Paulie Shore. Chowder baby. Chowder baby. Yeah. Um. um 
I, but, I mean, I don't yeah, like that. Like that, I think is obviously the biggest thing that came from this. Um, he confirmed things that should not have been questioned. Um, like, but the biggest thing is probably that. I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic that he came right out and basically said, absolutely. We want to bring Aaron Jones back. Yeah. Like that is, that's amazing because like that has to feel so good. Like not only for like, it feels good for us fans, but like t- for Aaron Jones to know, like I'm at the age of running backs stop being good. And again, like the way he's been mismanaged over his career is helping out because now <laughs> he's still like relatively has fresh legs at this point, but Thank like, you, to Mike get, McCarthy. <laughs> to get that endorsement, like mm-hmm. when there was a lot of questions from other, like on the outside, is he coming back? Like he's got to feel great. And like, he loves this team. Like he's literally, I mean, Goody said, he's the heartbeat of this team. He's one of their best leaders. He's one of their only vets. Right. Um, and I, I thought the other interesting part was he went out of his way to say, if we want to go get someone in free agency, like we could spend the money. Like we right. were not hampered by anything. I was like, that is, I mean, GMs even less than coaches don't say things unless like they're trying to send like a message. Right. Like, they, they pick their words very carefully. Like, I, I mean, we talked about they absolutely need a safety. Like, are they going to use that on a vet? Like, I hope so. That's a piece that they could plug in right away and not have to develop like you said, Dan, they recognize this window is open. They're taking advantage immediately. Like that's one piece they could plug with a vet that just takes this defense to another level and they don't have to like learn on the job. Get right. a safety, get a free agent safety and get that Quinya is a Quinion Mitchell from Toledo. Oh, from Toledo. I love, I'll do, I'll do, I'll do bad things to get him <laughs> on my team. That's like a second Jair. God, could, that you have. imagine a imagine second Jair um, fucking attitude. When when can I bring up team. Boston Cream? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I was waiting. I was like, is this is this the Boston Cream? Joke? There it is. <laughs> but like, think of the attitude with Jair, Carrington Valentine. Oh my he has become just. A dog, a menace, yeah, and and then get and then this other kid, and the best part about it is like Quinion and or if he's a rookie and Carrington Valentine, those it's the same thing as like your offense this year. It's two young guys who don't know any better and just come in with you know, like to use uh to use the phrase from Moneyball, his dick enters the room ten minutes before <laughs> he does. Like that's what this attitude on the team is: is you just well, and- walk in. And the and place pop it the, on the table, and the play style encourages yeah. that. Like, right. it, it, it's not like we've been seeing like guys like Jair and like Quay, um, and when he was still here, Rasul Douglas. Like those dudes love chirping and getting in your face and being physical, and they weren't afforded the chance to do that. So, mm-hmm. like you said, yeah, you you let Quinion Mitchell join this team with Carrington Valentine with Jair, like, mm-hmm. and their coordinator is going to say get up in that receiver's face and give him shit for 60 minutes. Like <laughs> that's great. Like we, again, like we haven't seen that. Like, I don't even know how I'm going to react. It just oh it, like, it makes me think about that scene from Ted Lasso where they tell Jamie Tart to go be an asshole. And they, yes. they all just like, they all just like flip him <laughs> off. And I'm like, I just imagine Jeff Halfley on the sideline. Like, like Quinion. Like, flip, yeah. Like, flip him <laughs> off. Yeah. That's given on the bird, like Larry Bird, number thirty-three, retired for the Boston Celtics. <laughs> giving him the, him the Larry, like, give him the old Larry. 
do you guys um so like one of the other things he said um was specifically about Oh yeah. So he specifically said they will need to address the safety position because the numbers there aren't great and it's an important position. So if you guys had to guess, we know Goody likes to do that double, double up sign of that draft a guy. So do you think they attack it that way? Or do you think they attack it the way they did with the receivers, which was they just drafted three weapons in back to back to back rounds. I I don't know enough about college football, but from what I have read, there this is not a great safety class. So the the fact that he specifically said trading picks for veteran players, yeah, makes yeah. me feel like and then specifically talking about the safety position. Again, I did not watch, I was unable to watch it today. So I didn't watch it in whole, so I know they were not necessarily those comments were not necessarily right next to each other, but I think specifically calling out the safety position and then also saying like, it tells me that if they were going to do anything, it would be like the double down of like draft somebody, but then also trade yeah. for somebody. Because as we said, like this Super Bowl window's open. And he even said that he was like, we expected, like we were celebrating this. It was so triggering to read this sentence because it felt like the Seattle um, NFC championship <laughs> game where he said like five minutes after, like with five minutes left in the game against San Francisco, we were expecting yeah, they we're thought, going to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Because I they mean, thought, I, we're getting the Lions or, or I love the Bucks that he, and we could beat them. Like I so love that he's fucking is triggering. But he was like, we expected a Super Bowl and we are yeah. continuing to expect a Super Bowl. So like, I think they are thinking window is right now because Jordan Love, they're going to front load his contract and then, but they're going to have to pay all of these guys, these young guys within a few years. So like, yeah, I mean, it's like a three, four year window that they've got. I really hope I'm, I'm, I mean, like you better, I'm not gonna say you better win it by, but like, ideally, yes, you win it by like 26 because they are going to, I mean, if these, if the guys that played so well this year continue to play that well and improve, like not a chance in hell you could pay even close to all of them. Like right, right, you're not going to be right. able to, to, you're not going to be able to pay Reed Wicks, Dobbs, Watson, and right. Melton, like and Musgrave, like you just can't. So it, it does make a lot of sense to say, whatever our perceived weak points are right now, let's bolster them as quickly as we can. Mm-hmm. Because again, like that line about like trading picks for veterans, like I, do they need anything on offense? Maybe another like they need a running back because like um, like like a with Jones coming back, linemen, AJ... because like yeah, like I mean, assuming offensive Ryan linemen. is playing yeah. like right, you assume Ryan's probably playing right guard because it sounds like Runyon. The way he was talking is they have not had talks about him returning. Could change, but you assume Ryan's there. But the fact that he could not beat Runyon out of a spot, like 100%, yeah. could mean that he is not exactly the talent. So you assume they're they're always going to draft like two or three or ten yeah, offensive always. linemen every, <laughs> every fucking season. But so but again, like I, like, I, would I would, guess they're going to go for a guard. But they're not going to. But they're not going to fill anything on offense with with a free agent veter- with veterans. Yeah, like. So right. the, yeah, that right. veteran oh, comment. Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's gotta be it's defense. Gotta be defense. So. It's gotta yeah. and it's yeah. gotta be in the secondary. Like who who are they going to replace on the in like the front seven? Like I, I feel like that's I mean, uh Campbell. Yeah, I, I think Campbell's I, I think, gone. I think if they post well, 
What's interesting about that, I though, think is they like, he's I think they like June 1st cut. So if they want to do yeah. something in free agents, they like, that, I think I think they're tricky. I think they're happy with. Uh, Quay and McDuffie as as two solid guys and you kind of fill in the back there and, and kind of cross your fingers with My, that. <laughs> the backer way. Just hope that it works out. Right? Like, <laughs> I want like this is this is a very selfish um want on my behalf, but like I think that the right coordinator is like we talked about this yesterday, Dan, that's lost to the archives now, but <laughs> someone that can unlock Quay Walker is what I think takes this defense to that top yep. eight, yep. top 10 level. Like, so that's why I, I'm hoping that they, I would love for them to draft like a dude next to Quay Walker. Like if yeah. they prioritize linebacker, I know it's like we talked about already safety is a huge need, but like if you can get him a running mate, that's on his level. I mean, that is, that just changes so much because again, how long have we, have we been complaining as Packers fans about like the middle of the field being a weakness? Like, right. It, they, they finally in... got a fucking all pro and then he decided to just like never play well again <laughs> once they got like yeah, another like, guy to compliment him perfectly. If, if, if they can get a guy next to him, like that is that would be incredible because then you do have with these corners that like flourish as man corners, like you've got quarterbacks having to make decisions very quickly and these guys right. aren't open. So right. well, if you go back, go back to the idea of Jeff Halfley getting the most out of guys. He made tough Borland like a three-time captain level like linebacker for that Ohio State <laughs> defense. It, it, tough Borland is coaching at Wisconsin right now. He I don't even know if he made it through like <laughs> two years of and like tough Borland. He made a like near all American linebacker. He can take the talent, he can take talent yeah. and and raise it up. And elevate it. Um, it's something I was gonna say too, as as we were as we were talking about all this, is I think it feels like this is really similar to twenty is it twenty eighteen when he first yeah twenty eighteen when he first took over. Is you invest heavily free agent wise on the defensive side, go in big there. You've yep. got your offense figured out on cheap contracts. You've got your quarterback established. Go all in on getting that defense right. And hopefully this time you've given the person the right keys to the car. This is the and first it, and it changes. You know, it's gonna be the first year in a long time. Fans won't be upset and be emotional and dramatic about them not taking an offensive player in like the yeah. first round. Like yeah. yeah, I'm yeah, and I mean which of course is going to like um you know be the hot topic, but like it, this was always what was so frustrating like during the I almost said it. I almost said his name <laughs> during <laughs> during the 12 era. Was everyone name. was like, "Oh my god, they're like not getting many help." But it's like but then like the defense gives up 35 fucking points in a yeah. playoff game. Like you're like, so of course we need a, to like fuck. There's a reason like, they kept adding to the defense. Right. Like it's not because they're dis they're intentionally disrespecting the <laughs> yeah, quarterback. Like so it's stupid. because they're trying to fill 
a need. And unfortunately they just were not having success with doing that. Um, so obviously they're going to have to do that again. Who, like who, what position on this fucking offense do you think a first round pick deserves? Like, right. Yeah, absolutely not. Nothing. Like there's not the only, the only, and it's not even a, it's not even viable. It's a complete hypothetical because I don't think that there's any situation that it, it would make sense. But if there was a Bijan Robinson esque running back, that's the only offensive player right. I would go. Right, right. I, I will agree because running back is is a big question because mark. I think, I think you, you would use that. You'd use the first there, even if even if Bijan yeah. was there. If, if you if you're going to have to address the running back position at a decent le- level, I'm okay if like. I said I'd be okay if they used the Jets second. If there's like a back that's like dynamite, right? Like right. they sure. love. But one. if you if you have the opportunity to get a Bijan Robinson right. level running back to replace Aaron Jones in a year or so, that's the only one. But is again, there even one in this there's, draft? No, no, there's, there's not. One. There's right. not. You right. you very rarely see that. Like that's the only that's the only place yeah, I would right. I would ever I would ever look at. And that's, agreed. Run the yeah. running back position is the only place that would be. Yeah, that there is a big question mark moving forward because we don't know what's gonna what AJ Dillon's fate is. Um, I think they bring him back, but I also who the fuck knows if they feel like they're gonna draft somebody. I don't know, but I would guess they probably would because they're probably trying to keep as much consistency on offense because this offense looks so good. Um, but we'll see. Um, so do we have any other thoughts before we move into the garnish? Any final, final, um, on, I, on I, presser. I think the last thing I'll add is, um, I think he picked a great time to have this presser, obviously right after the hire happened, but also like we're like the, the, the mood amongst Packers fans right now is just like future is bright, right? Like everyone's yeah. looking forward to the future. This team clearly feels like i mean they are in a much better place but you can tell just like in their demeanor that they're in a much better place like so much less stress and it's not a hundred percent related to you know moving on at quarterback it's just from who <laughs> from the hat man's henchman <laughs> uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like it, it's just you can tell that they're very like they realize this opportunity that's in front of them. And Dan said it a couple of times, like they are wanting to jump on this right away. It's not, Oh, this is a big window. Like we can take our time. They're like, we're like, he said, like, we don't celebrate anything else around here much else than Super Bowls. So like, they're like, they enjoyed that little ride of this is a cute, like spunky young team. And look at us go like we're toddlers and we don't know what we don't know. Like they're like they're gonna be picked, I'm sure, by talking heads and people that at, people pay attention to to either win the division or like come out of the NFC. Like we we talked about except think, for Adam Rank. Yeah, <laughs> like I think we talked about this last week. But like, I mean, as of as it sits today, February first, like who's the best quarterback in the conference? Uh, you could make the argument that it's Jordan Love. Like, yeah. I know Dak was MVP in those talks, but like obviously he crumbles when it matters most. Again, he did in the playoffs. Like right. uh, Jalen Hurts fell way off even and, before um, he broke his, his finger. 
his Pro Bowl performance today on the skill challenge was ass. Oh, I missed so it. Like, oh, I didn't oh, see that. It's, 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 he was like throwing at these like like these dummies that are moving around, and he just missed all. Yeah, of them. he, he looked like Mitch Trubisky out there for yeah. God's sakes. Like, but it's brutal. Yeah, I mean, so that's the thing. Like, the, I mean, the Packers could have an argument whether or not you pick him. There's an argument that he's the best quarterback in the NFC. Like, that's wild. Like, he just started. Like. The, the future could not be brighter. So yeah, I like that they're viewing that they're making those moves in the vein of viewing it as brightly as we do as fans. It's like, take advantage of it. Cause like you said, you can't pay everybody. So. Yeah. And I think my last thought is I'm really excited about the free agent piece um, of this mm-hmm. because the last two years, they haven't really done much. They haven't made a big splash, which I don't necessarily want a big splash because I think like most of the time there's been like statistics that the people that spend the most are often like, I would have hated big splash last year. Right. 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 But they're, they're often in like the, the bottom 10 of teams the following year. It doesn't necessarily like, I I just want him to make a splash. Like you said, Dan, in like 2018 where that was not a, that was not a sexy splash that was criticized by a lot of people, but they got so much production out of those three players. Mm -hmm. Um, Something along those lines would be great. So if if you could just have a good free agency, like that would be great. I know you normally try to have a bad one, but let's try to have a good one. (laughs) Like I'm saying it like he, like, yeah, like they, people intentionally do poorly, but like, like something that isn't sexy. That is we sucked this year. That'd be awesome. Right. Right. That'd be so great. (laughs) Just spend the most money for shitty players. Um, But like, like that, that's what I'm hoping for. Cause dude obviously has an eye for talent. Um, he's brought in Russell Douglas, Bo Melton, like all of these players that you were not expecting to be anybody. He turned them into something because he saw something or I mean, scouted it. Like, I mean, I, legit. I think, yeah. Imagine, like, just imagine if he hits on even like half the picks in this draft after the last two he's had. Like, he's, it's, it's like hard. a historic run in the draft. Well, and it's hard to believe that he's not going to hit on half of them right. after I, I how believe, he's been. Like, I absolutely believe he's going to hit on half the picks this year. I just, yeah. Like, yeah, it's I have, crazy. I already liked Goot more than probably most people did for a variety of reasons, but like I'm like I I'm not gonna sit here and say he's the best GM in the league, but he, he's top five easy. Like there's he's there's, no dummy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Like. He, I mean, he's not a Harvard graduate, but fuck, 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 fuck. I was trying. I was. I was literally preparing uh, to cut in with an MIT. You I, 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 I had MIT level <laughs> engineering of the <laughs> roster written down. I'll Damn. drink for that though, because that's oh, pretty good. MIT fuck. engineering. Sorry, I've had Harvard like circled, and I've been trying to work it in. Um, Harvard. Harvard. Um. Yeah. So. It's it, I'm it's very exciting. Like it's a it's a fun time to be a Packers fan. <laughs> Finally, we're gonna have potentially a fun off season. Even though no matter what happens, people are going to be upset about it. Um, but let's move into the garnish. Um, open your Samuel Adams and um, join us for this garnish. <laughs> um. So, um, what, Monty? Can you introduce this one? Yes, it is. <laughs> so I would. I looked up what the holidays were. It is National Optimism Day. Yeah. Um, I think. Speaking the, of Goot's press conference, right? Yeah. yeah. So that it works. He he had that presser on National Optimism Day. Um, 
So we're going to do what things people around the league have to have to be optimistic about for this upcoming year. Yeah. Um, I had written down what do you, I, I had Bill Belichick is optimistic about actually taking a year off work. Like he doesn't want to, but now that the dust is settling and he doesn't seem like he's getting a job, like, I think he's like, well, I mean, when, when's the last time he literally had nothing to do? Like, he's right. I think, I think literally the, the first time he was actively like coaching something was around like the Boston Tea Party. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. For real. Like, he's... I almost, I, I, I wanted to say he was probably like, he was, he was, he was writing up game plans when Paul Revere was riding <laughs> through town. <laughs> <laughs> That's, a, that's how we're long on, he's been coaching. We're on. We're on to Lexington. <laughs> we're on to Lexington. Uh, yeah, um, don't don't, don't wait till you see the white of their eyes, guys. How long do you think his 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 honey to do list is? Like oh, his wife's God. his wife's probably like, oh, finally not coaching. Okay, she just yeah. pulls out a scroll. There is at least one squeaky door in the Belichick household that has been there for like 20 years. Yeah. 100%. Um, I'm going to say Travis Kelsey has a lot to be optimistic about. Um, I mean, like, can you, can you, like, and I'm saying this literally, like, is there anybody who is like more on top of the world right now? He's about to play in the Super Bowl. He is dating like the biggest superstar in like the history of the world, like mm-hmm. like maybe history of the world, I don't know. Like Michael Jackson obviously is up there, and some other. People. Yeah, I think like, it's hard to top like, Michael Jackson, but right? But like she, if anyone that, has come close, right, right, it's probably Taylor right Swift. up there. So like, is there anybody that is could be more optimistic about life right now than that man or that I family? Don't think so. Really, like yeah, the whole family. Like holy shit, yeah, yeah, on top of the world. What is your favorite Taylor Swift song? I'm going to have to bow out of this one because I only know like two by Style. name. Style. Oh, yeah. We tried to do a Taylor Swift. Movie. I don't we were, like, know any. <laughs> um, Style. I really like Style. I don't. I only know like her hits because that's sure. all I've heard. Sure. But I do really like Style. It's a really good one. I like Apples. I like. Then like, how do you like them apples? <laughs> Wait, she has, a, she has a song called Apples? That's no, all... that, was just, oh, okay. that was just a forced Is reference. Is that a boss? Really oh. <laughs> Do you like that- apples? I got her number. How do you like them apples? Did you say is, is that, that from New York? No, is that's that- Goodwill Hunting again. Oh, oh yeah, no, no, that's oh, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, 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 he's right. He's right. I, I got it. Do yeah, you no, like I... apples. Yeah. No, I'm a big fan of Willow though. Oh, I don't know. What I do that like is. Willow. It's a good song. Um, Willow right. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Getting jiggy with it. Um. <laughs> Taylor's That's version. Will Smith. <laughs> Taylor's version. <laughs> um, na, 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 na. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> what does Josh Allen have to be optimistic about? Oh man! Well, Haley I mean, Steinfeld, maybe? he's That's dating Haley Steinfeld. Wait, he's probably he not. Really? That? Yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah. No. Oh, he's good winning. for him. He is winning off the field. He probably, he probably I got a... I just learned yesterday that Brenda's song is married to uh Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. And they Wait, kept... who's... I don't think they're married. Who's Brenda's song? I don't know who that is. Disney Channel fame. She was the Green one Asian girl on 
any oh, on any Disney. She's the, oh, okay. was, the only Disney Channel. Asian. Well, token. Just, yeah. just like just like Jet Jackson was the <laughs> the token <laughs> black guy on the Disney yeah. Channel. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, um, she she was also in the Social Network, I think. Okay, yeah, I, I just oh, looked her up. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know. I know her. I didn't know that was her name. Like yeah, I obviously yeah, I recognize yeah, yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah, they have like a kid or something. Yeah. Um, Good for them. Or yeah. some or something. <laughs> two like childhood actors like. They have a puppy. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah, the trauma bonding? Kid or something. Trauma, tra- childhood acting, trauma bonding. Um, what, C-A-T-B. <laughs> um, what does um, who else plays in the NFL? I can't. I can't think. Of what does Devonte wow. Adams have to look forward to? He's had a rough go of it. Well, Cliff Kingsbury just got hired <laughs> as their okay. as their OC, so. I gets, said, what look, does he have to look forward to? <laughs> he gets the he gets to go to some dope ass parties at that house that Cliff rented out. Yeah, and that's true. And hey, the, the Golden Knights are playing really good hockey again. This <laughs> that's, year. That, they they're go, they're doing pretty good. They that's could great. go back to back. They could go back. To <laughs> also, I mean, I know I know it hasn't worked out great for Tay in Vegas, but like, I mean, he every day he gets to look forward to. There's a Taco Bell in his house. That's that's, that's true. Great. Like, that's <laughs> pretty. Boy, did you hear? Did you hear Cliff Kingsbury's press conference? No, it's something about like how, uh, like it's gonna be refreshing that like he used to like he something about he would wake up in Vegas on Sunday with a hangover and like it it would be shit. I botched this whole thing, gang. It's a funny someone had uh Johnny Barks. Johnny Barks had the had oh. the had the clip. It was something yeah, about like yeah. he would always he'd always wake up in Vegas with like a hangover on Sunday, and so like he's looking forward to that changing or something like that. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, he might still be hungover. Yeah, yeah. out of their season. <laughs> Wait, who's the coach there now? Wouldn't they hire Antonio Pierce? Oh, That's right. They, they kept yeah, they kept yeah. him around because Max so, Crosby threatened to like demand a trade. So a very so a very inexperienced. Oh, here I found the clip. Okay, hold me listen. This is awkward. Yeah. Oh, th- so th- this was when this was when he was with That's the Cardinals. Okay, yeah, right. So they must have beaten the the Raiders. Okay, and he okay. said, "Yeah, I'm used to waking up in waking Vegas with a hangover." Vegas so this a hangover. Is a good shape. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, so Raiders like very inexperienced head coach, and then I don't know, third time's a charm with Cliff. Like they're helping to catch lightning in that bottle. I, I hope it works. Like I hate seeing Adams. Isn't he married to Holly Saunders? Nothing. Who? Uh, I don't even know who that is. Me either. She's she, she's um she's a golfer. No, she used to be a sports um like presenter. Like I don't know if she was on ESPN. Oh, she was she's Fox. also a gol- She is also a competitor. Oh, is she a golfer? golfer? Uh, I, I googled. I googled. I googled Holly Saunders, Cliff Kingsbury, and the first autocomplete was split. So, that was Oscar De La Hoya oh, no. is married to Holly Saunders. Oh, that's so they, right. So they broke up. Apparently. Cliff Kingsbury's killing Cliff Kingsbury. Right. They, bro- they broke up in 2019, apparently. Yeah, I, I, like I was saying, I he hope it works. Him. I hope it works in Vegas. Like he's obviously he runs, you know, air raid. They love passing the ball, so maybe Adams can Get back on track, but well, I mean, now apparently he's dating a bikini model named Veronica Bellick. Veronica Vaughn from Billy Mass. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Uh, um, who is um, Kirk Cousins? What's he got to be optimistic about? Lent. <laughs> That's coming up, right? Isn't that like yeah, a couple yeah. months? Like, like a month, isn't it? Uh, no, two uh, two week. The week at, I only know this because my kid has a Mardi Gras party at his. Oh, it's in Lent is in February still. It starts. Yeah. It starts in I think like the week after Valentine's Day. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I mean, he's coming off an Achilles injury, right. like a, a long off season to kiss his kids on the mouth. I don't know. You guys, um, do you... I already have. We done, <laughs> well, a Lent, have we done a Lent garnish. Are we going to do a Lent one? What are they giving up for Lent? Uh, I, have we done that? I don't know. But that's we a good to. one. We, we should do it. Yeah, even if we have, we yeah. should do it. Um, yeah. speak. Okay, so speaking of Kirk, though, call your shot right now. Where is he, the quarterback in twenty twenty four? Falcons. Toronto Argonauts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in the league at all. Oh, Kirk, I hate um, Cousins Patriots. so much. Patriots, maybe. Oh, Patriots is. I think. Sneaky. I think I have Commanders. Oh, that's a good one too. Because I think they one. draft a quarterback at like two overall or whatever. Yeah. They don't necessarily want to start him immediately. Uh, you can play. Have, what would they have to give up for him though? I mean. The Vikings can't. I mean, they're if the if he goes back to the Vikings, they're gonna have to pay him a bunch of right. Money. But is he a free agent? I thought he had one no. But I, I I think they would cut him. I don't think they'll cut him. I think someone would trade for him. I don't someone know the like Vikings. The, the Vikings like, he got old quick. Know, He's gonna so, be thirty-seven. I was gonna say someone that's closer to like a ring or needing something. I mean. 37 coming up in Achilles. Like, I mean, what are you giving up for that? Like, what team is a the, QB away? Here's okay, but here's the thing the Vikings have the looking at they have the 11th overall 11th pick. pick. They could be a sneaky one that takes a quarterback. And I hope one. they don't like, I hope they don't go like Michael Penix because he's really good. I know, I'm really I know, worried I about that. I would hate that. That's I hope like, somebody else takes I, them. The, the, I really the, don't want Marvin Harrison Jr. to end up as a bear because I don't want to have to root against him. He's a cardinal. I'm calling I hope, it. I hope to God. I think he's a cardinal. Um, I don't know. I mean, Tennessee might take Penix at seven. Oh, um, yeah, they do need a quarter. Well, Atlanta, no, they just took and, Levis. They just true, took Levis. They did just take, yeah. But, but Atlanta might take him at eight. Um, I don't know. Like, well, think about like you've got what five? Denver, Denver might. Well, Denver might jump up. Denver could move up. Yeah, it could be Denver. Take, obviously, they're, 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 they're in no man's desperate. land. Yeah, they need. Yeah. They need to I, I just, I think Minnesota could be a sneaky one that's that gets desperate for a quarterback because I think that I mean they fuck they ran three basically almost four quarterbacks out there. <laughs> no, they did. It was four, and none of them, was cousins, none of them stuck. Cousins, cousins, Dobbs, Dobbs. Mullins and Hall and Jaron Hall. Yeah. yeah, they played four quarterbacks this year. Yeah, ridiculous. Like you need, you need. Why don't teams? I don't get. Why don't teams just draft one every like twelve to fifteen years? Like it's just I mean, like fun. it's fucking hot. <laughs> That's what she's. Um, <laughs> is there a cream pie joke coming here? <laughs> 
Um, what's Tyreek Hill? On this, got the on this show, you're you're on this show. You're always like no more than five minutes away from a cream pie joke. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were gonna end with joke, and I got a little nervous. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, are we fine? Is it finally gonna happen? Are we getting canceled? <laughs> uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, well, I mean, home renovations. I was gonna say that he has the off season to rebuild after a fire at his house. Yeah, apparently his house almost burned down. Yeah, like marriage counseling. Yeah, it's only funny because nobody got hurt and jail right. time because he probably should be in fucking jail. Um, <laughs> He's looking forward to that. Though. <laughs> Hell yeah! Ooh, I can't wait. Sorry, that's why I'm optimistic. <laughs> I can't start repaying my debts to society. <laughs> what does Sauce Gardner have to be optimistic about? Oh, um. <laughs> Well, the Jets are kind of in the shitter. I don't know. Yeah, that <laughs> don't athletic know. that athletic article was so satisfying to find. Um, I think isn't it great? Like, isn't it like the, we used to be reading that, those articles about us? Yeah, like, it's so that, refreshing. Like Mike McCarthy getting massages, like Ty Dunn. I was, like, I was literally just, reading that article, like giggling and kicking my feet, reading that athletic <laughs> article, like, <Right>. like. <laughs> Like I'm reading <laughs> fucking Tiger Beat or something. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like Wow, uh, that's a that is a throwback. Yeah. Tiger Beat. <laughs> is that even a thing anymore? I there's no way. I think it is. There, I think it is like in was. print. No, it says was. Mookie says was. Oh damn. There's no yeah. Oh, they 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 were up until 2021. It was published That's online. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Online. COVID. Yeah. COVID, but okay. COVID took out Tiger until Beat. 2018, though. Wow. Yeah. So that was a, quite a quite a long. No, Sauce Gardner should be thankful that the rest of his team is so garbage that they're not going to take a cornerback in the first round to compete with him. Right. Right. Um. Shouldn't have put on that cheese head, man. Right. The curse. Mm-hmm. The curse. Yeah. And. Maybe you can be courtside more with Aaron Rodgers this this season. With who? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes. oh my God! Yes. So an hour seventeen. I don't even think I said it last week either. God you didn't. Damn it. You did. And that was unprompted. That was completely unprompted. No. Well, mm-hmm. my sentiment still stands. He can fucking enjoy. He can look forward to courtside games in the off season and then crying and pissing himself. <laughs> all season long. Um, all right. Um, I know we're kind of getting up on time here. So what does Nick Bosa have to look forward to? Uh, well, other than, well, he's not. He's, I mean, this is his least favorite time of year. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's got 20. He's oh, yeah. got 27 more days of <laughs> suffering. <laughs> So he's looking forward to March 28. 28. It's it's a leap year this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, he's, lo- he's looking he's looking forward to March 1st. <laughs> this is the worst time for him because this is like what January uh-huh. is for all of us because his Christmas <laughs> just happened on January 6th. So he has yeah. a whole year to wait for Christmas to come around again. again. Uh, uh, he, I, I know he throws a big ass party March first every year. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> welcome um, to White History Month, baby. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he celebrates with a big old Boston baked bean casserole. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. That's <laughs> that was candy, a reason, but I'll give it to him. 
Boston baked beans are candy. That'd be disgusting. Are they? Are they? I don't know. Yeah, I've never had one. They're candy covered. They're candy covered yeah. peanuts. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you didn't know that. That's Look. not true. Boston baked beans. It's a candy. Boston baked beans. I Google it. Boston baked beans recipe. These baked beans are slow cooked in the oven with bacon, onions, and a sweet syrupy sauce. Oh. I don't think that that's fucking okay, peanuts. It's both. It's they are both. a candy though. They are definitely. Oh, okay, candy. I see it. But the first like five, tw- like ten things are actual beans. I was like, ew, that's a casserole. That'd be so gross. Yeah. <laughs> I hate beans. I hate beans so much. Yeah, I I only like green beans, and those don't really count. I do like green beans. Those are completely I different. I like beans. But that's gonna yeah. be clipped. I like beans. I like beans. <laughs> I said it so so genuinely. Yeah, I like, I like beans. Really like beans. They're good source of protein for somebody that can't eat nuts. Like that's how I like can get extra protein. So not a big nut fan. I'm allergic. No. Yeah, no. can't can't handle the nuts. I only like I only like these. These nuts. Um. Should we call else? it? I also, I also would like to add. Um, I was going to add that Nick Bosa has our government to look forward to because I feel like, <laughs> um, or just this country, he has this country to be yeah. optimistic about. <laughs> but that's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw someone talking about that the other day. They were like, they really think that we're going to get into like a civil war. Do they really think that us people that are just like working regularly are going to like pick up guns and go to fucking war? Like, do they really it's the, think it's that the whole we are capable of doing that in 2024? I need, I need a week off. Why? It's the whole second amendment thing. It's like, well, I need guns in case the government takes over. Like, Bitch, the government wakes up, scratches its ass, and sends drones to kill fifty people halfway right. across the world. Like you <laughs> right. don't like you think your fucking Glock is gonna do anything? Right, right, right. Oh. Anyway. All right. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> let's let's end this shit. I don't have anyone. I don't have anyone else written down. I don't. I don't think I do either. Although, let's do it since I've already said his name. Although I forgot to shoot myself um oh yeah you didn't yeah um what is aaron Rodgers have to be optimistic about (laughs) um that really took me by surprise i wasn't ready for that (laughs) i genuinely so this is like this is genuine i really do think he's massively looking forward to like going scorched earth next like next year like so many people talked shit this like after he got hurt and a lot of it was warranted like don't get me wrong but like he's gonna you know how he normally sometimes has to manufacture these slights and use them like he's got plenty of real ones like i do think he's gonna go like god mode pissed off next year and the jets are gonna have a shitty schedule right because they finished third place like right and I'll be glad that I can enjoy him playing well because it's not tied to how the Packers. That's true. What, what sort of. I, I just. Um, like, because the Packers I mean, already won. Like, they already won. Right. The, whatever right. this, like, they already won the the trade. They won the, the handoff to the next guy. They don't have to play the Jets next year. 
Mm-hmm. Right. That was the biggest That's, fucking yeah. thing about what getting into the playoffs was yes. not having to do that. Cause you knew it was going to be week one because they were not going to mm-hmm. risk him. They were going to risk him getting hurt. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. Right. I didn't want to start. Although, could like you, that. Look, could you imagine the funniest <laughs> fucking thing you can ever imagine? That Jets offensive line has the opportunity. You to know what I mean? Funniest thing. What the funniest <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, I mean, he has that to look forward to. I do have my doubts on how successful it'll be because obviously he has played behind a very, very good offensive line his whole in career? Green Bay his entire much, career. Yeah. Um, we saw what happened. I mean, you saw that the defense was kicking the shit out of the offensive training camp. Um, like they like what are their weapons like lazard captain drops a lot like like the, the ghost, the ghost of, Randall of Randall Cobb. Cobb. <laughs> Brees hall um, is elite Brees hall elite garrett wilson's elite. good garrett, garrett wilson elite. elite but like uh, just such a huge drop off from there and then an offensive yeah. line where they had like 17 different combinations of offensive line like and no second I, round I pick just, so he can think that he's going to look forward to it. I just have my doubts on the absolute success. He's going to be, this is going to be a 40 year old man running for his life with a repaired <laughs> no, Achilles. He's, he's like, really looking forward to the combine when he gets to hang out with the other GMs. That's what he's really looking forward to. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good way to end it. That's, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was a good one. All right. That being said, Dan, where can the people find you? Mm, you can find me uh, on Twitter at DK all the way. All of my stuff is there. We just wrapped up our season of Lombardi's Bar. Um, so, yeah, it's mostly just tweeting nonsense and uh, some entertainment stuff for IBT Media as well. So follow me over there for any crap that I put out. Hell, yeah. Monty. You can you can find me on Twitter. I am at Ferturgeson, F-E-R-D underscore T-U-R-G-E-S-O-N. And starting next week, because like we said, our episode got lost to the vault. Uh, you, you can find me. Oh, on right. The, yeah, of course. On I'm, the, I'm putting stuff on with money. Friday, the Friday Pack a Day podcast with I'm with Dan and Camille uh, now that we're in the off season. So once the season starts back up, I'll be back with Nathan and Shanna. But um, I will be with those wonderful two people for the duration of the off season and draft season. And oh, yeah. then on Saturday, you can find me with Aaron. And Dusty for watching stuff. We're doing Spider-Man Far From Home this week. Yeah, Dan and I got to pick that shit back up. I just have not watched Ahsoka do, yet. So, <laughs> Wait, you haven't watched Ahsoka yet? I have not watched it yet. Ah, no. Dude, no, Bad Batch football. Season 3 is coming out imminently. Yeah, you better I, okay, hurry up. Okay, blame my boyfriend because he... Uh, like, Are you at least caught up on Bad Batch? I have not even watched anything on Bad Batch. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> so you don't, we'll get back you don't to know Star about Wars Omega? Stuff. That's it. You're right. kicked off the podcast that you right. founded. That, right. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, you can find me on Twitter at H-E-R-O-O-I-N-E. You can also find me um, at Packing Packing. I haven't written anything in a couple weeks um, because I've been out of town. So I'll pick that up at some point. Um, and then you can find me, like Monty said, on watching stuff, um, and hopefully with Dan on watching stuff soon <laughs> if I get my shit together. <laughs> um, we're and back th- next week, right? I on think this, so. This yeah, because I think we said we were going to do every week until the Super Bowl. So. Oh, that's right. Then we'll, then we'll switch. Yeah, so we'll do one yeah. more next week, and then we'll probably be switching to every other week. We don't know. We'll just we don't we'll do. We'll, we'll we'll be back for the next two weeks, so we'll have to do a Super Bowl recap. Episode. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So until that next week, uh, go pack go. Go pack go. Go pack.